Hello everyone. Today we are learning Daf Salibav of Torah or Megillus Esther. Uh, the first of the two Maimarim we're going to learn is Hasifer. Now our sages say that there's six millennium of Alma, which means concealment, six thousand years of concealment, and one thousand years of Haruv of destruction of that concealment. So that destruction of concealment is uh, tranquil, the level of the idea of tranquility. During those first 6,000 years, we have a roller coaster ride throughout history where we ascend and descend, and uh, we have, you know, in this ascent and descent in our soul and spirituality and our physicality with regards to our bodies. Um, you know, sometimes we have peaceful times and other times we have the opposite and we descend and have more difficult challenges throughout history. But we do know at the end of the day that all, every descent is a, for the sake of a subsequent ascent. So we have the two, the four general categories. We have ascents within the Garden of Eden of the lower and higher Garden of Eden. And we also have physical ascents within our bodies of Yemos uh, Mashiach, the days of Mashiach, and the resurrection of the dead. And all these different levels of ascents, aliois, they're called. Um, it's, you know, the basis is from the Tehillim, Yelchum Mechail that we ascend from level to level. That all these different levels um, is, you know, co co connected to that whole idea in the Megillah where the women, when they were preparing to, for the speedy passion before Achashverish, they go from the Beis Nashim from the house of the woman, to the Beis Nashim Sheni, to the second house of the woman. So that refers, that's actually an allusion to the lower Garden of Eden and the higher Garden of Eden. And um, between each of these major levels of ascending, we have in the book of Daniel, uh, the Nahar Dinur, the river of fire, like a river of spiritual fire that, that separates between each level. Um, and I guess in order to really get from a lower level in our Vodas Hashem to a higher level, we first have to, so to speak, submerge ourselves spiritually in this, uh, I guess, river of fire, which causes us to forget the uh, advantage of the lower level that we were previously in, to really nullify ourselves, which allows us to ascend to the higher level. And that's what it means when it says in the Miguel Sester that Hanara Ba El Hamelach that the that the woman came to the king. So what does it mean Ubaza? Ubaza is that, so to speak, that pillar, that separation from world to world, from level to level, that um, allows us to have that bitl, that dinur, that river of fire that uh, allows us to enter this uh, portal to Hashem of godliness. And just like we have the spiritual uh, elevation of different levels, we so too have the, by our, with regards to our bodies, we have the era, the days of Mashiach, and we have the resurrection of the dead. Um, and, but that's with regards to the first 6,000 years. But that seven millennia, that millennium, that is with regard, that is the that, that is the millennium of destruction, which is 
the destruction of concealments, which is essentially that plateau in which we reach that highest level that we really don't have any higher levels to ascend to, which is um, that highest level, which it makes it, which is kind of like the connected to the idea of the Shemitah year. Just like we have seven years where we plant and grow our crops, then we have that seventh year that we stop growing the crops and we're able to take a step back, reach that plateau, and just appreciate all the accomplishments that we have done. And this is called Menucha. It's, our, it's a state of tranquility, which there's no level to ascend to that's higher. And that's the whole idea of the destruction of the prior concealment, which leads to this concept of tranquility. And it's written, um, the Lachucha Zumi Falaisa Lokim Asher Sam Shamois Baaretz. It says in the Pasuk that to go see the, I guess, the actions of God, that he places destruction on the land, meaning on the land of the, the nations. But our sages actually say, don't read Shamois, destruction. You should actually interpret it to mean Shemois which means names. So what's this whole concept of names? The whole idea of the destruction, that last millennia, that last millennium of destruction of concealment, this is actually a period of tranquility, which is the end of all elevations of reaching higher and higher levels. But the, rec the whole concept is is despite all this hard ascension of levels and reaching this level of um, tranquility uh, and godly revelation, all of that is just a name of God, which is really the most external aspect of Hashem, which we call Malchus. It says, that Hashem's Malchus, which is the lowest aspect of him, is the only way that we can actually relate to ha Hashem in this world currently. Um, during these uh, during these years, and the whole idea is that Hashem is that He enlivens the worlds, and that's how we relate to Hashem on the level of Machos, just as a creator and one that gives uh, vitality to the worlds, and that's what makes Him a king. Because the whole idea of a king is that um, that we have. Uh, we reach higher and higher levels um, through our connection to the king. And in every single Shemitah, we, we are able to take a step back and recognize our connection to the king only on the level of Malchus. And we benefit. We, have, we derive, uh, I guess, a very special pleasure, an oinig, from this, I guess, uh, glow of radiance of God's divine presence. And there's infinite levels of this uh, pleasure that one can experience from God's divine um, presence. But all this is only just an expression of God's machos, of his kingship, which is the lowest, most external level of Hashem. Uh, but really, there's much higher levels that our thought can't even grasp and this concept of pleasure, oineg, it's called, um, this is the 
idea of the expression of will. So what's the concept here? Rutzine, which is will, it's actually the external most expression of a person's pleasure because we know practically that when a person, what is a person going to want? What is his will going to go after? It's going to go after something that he has an innermost uh, pleasure or desire towards. If he has a pleasure for something, then he's going to want it. So, so too, so by Hashem. So God's most innermost will is the 613 biblical mitzvahs and the seven rabbinic mitzvahs, which actually comprise the 620 uh, pillars of light, which is God's supernal pleasure. That's what really gives God pleasure. And all the mitzvahs require uh, kavana, special intent within the heart, which through us doing the mitzvahs and connecting in the most inner depths of our heart within our will, then we are able to cleave to God on a very essential level through the mitzvahs. Um, as it says in the blessings over mitzvahs, we say, Asher that we derive a lot of pleasure and joy through the fact that God sanctifies us through doing these mitzvahs. And just like there's a pleasure um, in these different levels of ascent for ad infinitum, so too with regards to will, ratzon, which is the essence of the innermost depths of the heart, which is called, which is has the name Knesset Yisrael, which is the Jewish people, as uh, we explain in another place, that we also have um, so many different levels of ascent within our connection to Hashem's Ratzon from the innermost depths of our heart. Until we reveal this will of God down here in our souls, into our hearts, um, and ad infinitum. In t- and in order to reach this level of which is this whole concept of not wanting anything earthly, but only wanting godliness and heavenliness. That, that everything mortal and physical is just not worth anything. The whole idea of the earth ends up just being totally destroyed, meaning that any physicality is just uh, something that conceals godliness, that really to recognize that everything is all Hashem, and that we just want to be one with Hashem and totally unite with him on that most essential level. And that is the reason why uh, this is the whole concept of when that one moment of tshuva and good deeds in this world is greater than the entire world to come. So what's this concept? That what is the whole idea of the life of the world to come, Om Haba, that represents all these different elevations ad infinitum that is comes from this supernal pleasure of God that that uh, that one has when uh, we do these uh, reach these levels and connect to God's infinite pleasure and benefit from God's radiance of his of his divine presence which is the idea of machos which is shamos ba'arts 
and we recognize that there's nothing, no worlds and the world doesn't really exist. It's just all godliness. However, even though that is true, but when we do tshuva, when we, when we return to Hashem and do good deeds in this world, which is connecting our essence of our hearts from the depths of our heart, uh, which is enclosed in the good deeds that we do, which is the 613 biblical mitzvahs, the seven rabbinic mitzvahs, that reveals God's supernal will, uh, which causes us to ascend even higher than uh, the level of oinig, of pleasure. Because oinig, pleasure, um, only comes to souls through contemplation of the soul, which is only according to the level that one can comprehend. But when you connect to Hashem's ratzon, his will, it's actually a level even higher than comprehension, transcends comprehension, which is the gulgalto, which is the skull, which is actually encompasses and surrounds the head, uh, surrounds the brain, which represents the intellect. So it's even beyond intellect. And that's what it means when Esther came before the king, Lifnei HaMelech, that represents Esther coming to the king, represents the Jewish people coming before God's essence, so to speak, which is even higher than God's uh, malchus or uh, revelation of pleasure or any of those lower levels. And uh, when we, as a Jewish people, do the mitzvahs and connect to Hashem's essence, that can cause Hashem to uh, transform the decree, uh, any de negative decrees to go um, to change the course of history for the good. Next paragraph, Ubira Inyan. In order to explain uh, one explanation of all of what we're saying here is that in our practical Avodah Hashem, in this world is we have to refine the good from the bad. And when we refine the good of the bad in this world, there's infinite levels. And the way we refine this, this physical world is through our chachma, through our wisdom. The word chachma comes from two words, koyach ma, power of what? Ma is also a name of Hashem, through the power of Hashem, which is the idea of nullifying ourselves and being included in godliness. And that's what it means to come before the king, being, becoming higher to the king's essence, which is, because um, the whole idea of malach, king, is uh, the level of ha'ilam, which is the whole idea of concealment, right? There's so many concealments in this world, which is, causes a separation between us and Hashem, which is the idea of malchus, which causes us to be um, two separate people. There's the king, and then there's us, the people, oimimus, we're separate, and we have to connect to Hashem. Um, but when we nullify ourselves and we come to this higher level, we're able to cleave to God's essence and um, change the scenario, just like in the Purim story. And this refinement happens specifically through activating our thought. Um, just like we see in actuality, in physicality, that when a person thinks about something, what happens? He's thinking about, he has all these 
positive thoughts that he wants to retain and extraneous thoughts that he wants to really get rid of. So what happens is, is he retains the positive um, thoughts that he wants to keep, and then he disposes of all the negative thoughts. So, um, so, so too, we have this idea that we push away the evil to the most uttermost extremities. Um, and therefore, so we have this idea of getting rid of the evil and refining the world. And so when we do an arousal from below and he's still sata, which is the idea of coming before the king, just like in the Queen Esther came to the king before the king through activating our wisdom in refining the world then Hashem will respond in kind by giving us an arousal from above uh, which is the words Amar Ima Sefer he will I guess write in his book that um, he will uh, I guess respond in kind which is let the level of Sefer represents the combination of letters that push away evil to the uttermost extremities, just like, um, you know, the, the dregs of wine or, as sinks to the bottom. And uh, we have, you know, in court uh, cases, we have prosecutors that try to prevent a person from doing the serving Hashem properly. Um, you know, we have, you know, I guess, or Yitzhahara or other external factors, internal, external factors, physical, spiritual factors that try to prevent us from serving Hashem. But when we prevail, Hashem will return, as it says in the Megillah, Yashuv Machshav that Hashem will uh, flip the coin, so to speak, and cause any negativity that was previously accusing towards us to go um go flip uh back and destroy the evil um that was trying to destroy us and that refinement is through elevating uh god's to to elevating ourselves to god's uh supernal thought specifically when we attach our thoughts with god's thoughts and we elevate ourselves and that causes this descent um and pushing away uh to the uttermost extremities of to push the evil to the uttermost extremities and this and that because this that when the evil is sunken so low to the uttermost extremities of of uh, i guess the bottom of the barrel so to speak um just like wine it says, Vayager Miza Ashmaraha Yimsu, that these dregs of wine, they are totally sunken down to the bottom. So they don't really have much of an effect on the rest of the world because we push them down so far. And that's the whole reason that all we have this concept that wicked people and wickedness. They first, before, before they fall, they have this period of, I guess, inflated exaltedness, and then they come crashing down. So just like Haman did, he had this great high position, and he fell. Um, 
and it says in the Pasuk in Avadia that uh, if, you know, the that Hashem, if uh, anyone this wicked is exalted, Hashem will say that he'll cause him to fly right back down. Specifically from there, he will cause him to, to fall. And this causes the, uh, this fall, and Hashem causes the fall. And it's because that he wasn't, because he wasn't able to stand in uh, this high exalted level that he was previously in on a level of safer. What does that mean? That he wasn't able to cleave to Hashem. His exaltedness wasn't a result of the fact that he was doing what's the God's will. It was because he was, well, he was going against God's will. So therefore any exaltedness is only going to be temporary. Um, so therefore, um, you know, he gets, I guess, comes crashing down of the negativity comes crashing down and, uh, an analogy of this is the idea of, uh, excrement or, uh, trash that's in the toilet or in the, in the bathroom or in the garbage, garbage dump that it's in the proper place it needs to be. So when evil comes crashing down into the lowest uh, of the low, it's where it needs to be. So once that already happens, it doesn't bother us anymore. So just like if there is uh, excrement that's in a toilet, it's not going to bother us because that's where it needs to be pushed away all the way to the uttermost uh, extremity and out of the way um, and uh, the very lowest levels. And... Um, this uh, we then we as a Jewish people come elevated to the level of safer, which is the idea of uh, God's supernal thought, which is after the Jewish people become elevated um, through our innermost connection from our heart uh, to come before God's essence. Um, and that's not the case when we're down here we need to we still need to work on refining the world it's possible it's impossible to have um to have more refinement in the level of dregs so so too literally with regards to the animal soul and every single person individual that it's impossible to become to have the animal soul become refined, meaning to separate for our animal soul, to separate the evil from the good and to transform the good in it from negativity to positivity, from darkness to light. We have the only way to transform uh, the negativity within our animal soul to holiness is to first refine our godly soul and only then will we be able to elevate and refine the negativity and transform it to holiness. And that is through activating our thought, speech, and action um, and making sure our thought, speech, and action is completely involved and subsumed in Torah and mitzvahs. Um, then we have this, uh, which is the Torah mitzvahs is the uh, expression of God's holy wi uh, will um, 
And so that's the whole idea of the Pasek, Vahaisa Nefesh that our that the soul of my master becomes, I guess, bound up within the uh, bounds of the of life, which is Hashem, and through in being bound to God's supernal will, um, uh, we enclose our soul higher and higher and higher um, to this level of the skull, which is even higher than wisdom and intellect, which is Hashem's essence. Thank you so much. And that is the end of the first mimer of this daf. And we are now going to move on to the second mimer of this daf. So the second mimer, So what does it mean that their Jews received that which they started already? That's referring to the fact that they started their receiving of the Torah by Harsinai at Madan Torah. Um, but that was only the beginning. But in the times of Haman, that is when they finally received the Torah. The full receiving of the Torah was completed by the Purim story. And so our question is more general about Madan Torah in general. Avram Avinu, why did he, what's so special about Matan Torah if Avram Avinu already did all the mitzvahs and he fulfilled the whole Torah? So what, what is the advantage of Matan Torah if Avram Avinu already did the Torah, complete, uh, observed the Torah? So next paragraph, ah, it's the advantage of Avram Avinu is that he was Halech Venesaya, which is the whole concept of Ratz of Uh He had a ton of bittel, self nullification. Um, he was, the word Avraham comes from the word Averma, which is he's nothing but a limb of Hashem. So he had that incredible uh, bittel and love for Hashem in a way of Ratz of Ashuv and uh, running and returning. Um, and this is through his, his bainanus, his meditation and contemplation and the greatness of Hashem, but specifically in the name of Hashem, but not Hashem's essence. Uh, because the whole idea of, cre uh, creation, um, is that it's a lower name of Hashem. It's something something that's not Hashem's essence. And it's we're not able to relate to Hashem's essence beyond the creator just through his bonus because it's too beyond our realm of grasp. That's why it says the beginning of the Chamesh, Bereshis bara Elohim. It doesn't say Bereshis bara Havaya because um, the lower aspect of Hashem that is how it relates directly to the world as is creating the world. But the higher essence of Hashem, so to speak, or Hashem Avaya, um, that is more, you know, Hashem uh, is just more direct, more, sorry, more derech uh, mamela, more um, just Hashem says, and it is created. But it's not that he's actually actively invested in creating the, the world. Um, so 
that is the whole idea that when we meditate in the greatest of Hashem, we become nullified, the soul becomes nullified to Hashem's infinite greatness. And that the power of the soul is normally not able to even tolerate such a great high infinite light. Um, but the advantage of Avram Avinu that he was he was actually able to tolerate such a great infinite light. Um, so that was Avram Avinu. And La'asid Lavo in the future, it actually says that, well, you know, instead of not being, instead of the idea before we're saying that we're only able to relate to Hashem as he is a creator and that level of machos, which is more external aspect of Hashem, the truth is that La'asid Lavo will actually be able to see Hashem eye to eye, so to speak, that we will have such a great joy that it'll almost be like crying, like tears of joy of this of revelation that will actually be able to relate to Kadosh Baruch on such a great lofty level that's completely beyond limit and uh, beyond normal comprehension. Next paragraph, Vihine beholds the whole advantage of Avram Avinu was really great. The source of his soul uh, was so high that most known people were not even able to come close to what Avram Avinu was. Um, but the Torah was given specifically uh, so 214 positive mitzvahs and 635 negative mitzvahs, which correspond to Ratzavashu, which this, this uh, I guess, running, coming close to Hashem, and then retreating, um, which corresponds respectively to the positive and negative mitzvahs, um, which are really the vessels for God's infinite light to become enclosed. Um, and so just to understand this idea of light and vessels or in Kalim, that the mitzvahs are almost like vessels or like Kalim, just like limbs are a vessel to um, the light, which is, I guess, the, the brain and the actual vitality from the brain that's sending messages down into different limbs in their body. Um, so to the mitzvahs are vessels, so to speak, that they contain the infinite godly light that's able to express itself into the world. And that's what it means that the Jews said, nasa v'nishma. What does it mean, nasa v'nishma? We will do represents the mitzvahs, meaning nasa, we will do the mitzvahs in order to create a vessel, a keli, and only then v'nishma, we will be able to draw down the infinite or in self light into the mitzvahs. So we're able to have that paradox where it's a complete infinite light, but it's able to be tolerated by the, uh, and specifically because of the Kalim, it's able to exist. Because a light without a vessel or without a clay is not even a clay, it's not a vessel. Um, the best analogy for this is uh, fire, because fire is such a lofty and one of the greatest of the elements, of the four elements. But if you don't have a wick, 
You don't have any way to contain the light. Like at, at night, you don't have the sun, the sun's not out. You know, there's no, there's no way to actually hold on to the, the fire. Then it's not gonna, it's not only do you not have the wick or the candle, you don't have the fire either. So, and so in, I guess, Avodah uh, Adam in our personal service, there's a concept of that uh, an ignoramus can never become a, a chassid. What is a chassid? A chassid comes from chassid, which means love and kindness, right? So this, this love uh, is really the light, is, represents the light. And um, the knowledge a person has in ability to learn Torah and do practical mitzvahs and know what the mitzvahs are, um, that is the vessel in order for this light of chesed, of uh, love to really penetrate a person. But if a person isn't knowledgeable and doesn't know, doesn't, isn't able to do the mitzvahs, then it's impossible for them to become, to really be a chassid. Um, so, and also the main cause for drawing down the infinite or in self is that it becomes enclosed in Torah mitzvahs. Um, that the main uh, Torah and mitzvahs should be a vessel for that infinite light. As it is known that the source and life force of uh, a person really comes from the food that we eat. So I guess this is an analogy that the, really the higher something is, the lower, um, the lower, there's a certain element that we have to rely on the lower elements to sustain us. So to the infinite or in self light is dependent on the kli. So, so meaning even though the light you think is a higher than the vessel, it still depends on the vessel for its existence, so to speak. And through the mitzvahs and fulfilling the mitzvahs in actuality, we actually create the kli, which makes it possible for the light to become drawn down. And this is also the concept of, of uh, that uh, ama'aretz can't be a chassid. That's that, like we were saying before, that it's impossible to have this uh, drawing down of love and light from above without the vessel of Tarmitzvah. And from here, we can understand, it's understood the advantage of Avraham Avinu, that he fulfilled the whole Torah, right? So, um, and so sometimes he we see that the fact that Avram Avinu fulfilled the whole Torah in the positive sense, but sometimes in the negative sense, because he didn't really merit the, Torah, merit the Torah. So which one is it? Did he merit to fulfill the Torah or did he not merit the Torah? So really both are true because from the source of his soul, uh, which is very lofty, uh, he did merit to create a certain level of vessel on a more lofty plane. He created Kalim, but more on a loftier plane for the Orient stuff to come down, um, right? Because at the end of the day, Avraham is Averma, uh, which is the letters Averma, which is a, a, a limb of Hashem. So he was a 
did create a clea, but the mitzvahs themselves really, really fully mitzvahs until the actual giving and receiving of the Torah. So therefore, he wasn't really fully actual, able to create a clea enough for the full essence of God's essence to be jumped down here. And this is the concept. Um, we're going to talk about the concept of the horse of the first about the lavush malchus of the royal royal garments that that was worn uh, in the Purim story. That the royal garments refers to Torah mitzvahs, um, just like you know when we put on the talis, we recite the pasuk of Tehillim Oita Arkasalma that we and are enwrapping ourselves with a garment of light. So what is a garment of light? That's, that's the Torah. And the Torah is almost like a garment for the light of the Orient Sof, uh, the infinite light of God, to become enclosed in the Torah. And the mitzvahs are the, uh, are the garments as well. And uh, for example, chasad, uh, et cetera, et cetera, through, through the chasad, through the different attributes. And this, uh, I guess, hamshacha of the lavush of the garments, um, which is the enclothement, the slabshus of the infinite or in self into our mitzvahs, in practicality, this is through the whole idea of sus. Sus is a horse. So what is this idea of a horse? We have, uh, we have two samachs, a samach, a vav, and a samach. Um, so what does that mean? That... Uh, that a, a horse has this idea of being totally nullified to its rider. Um, and we will see how a horse can, is, has a very unique position in that a horse can take its rider to the highest of high places, to places that a, a, a human, a normal person can't, would never be able to reach on their own, right? But on the opposite, a horse can also, unfortunately, you know, draw, break, take a person lower, lower, lower to very um, low places, lower than he would ever be able to reach on his own. So this uh, refers to two elements of uh, these two directions, these two levels is mimata lamaila and lamaila mata from below to above above to below, uh, from below to above, uh, we have um, the Sus that Hashem, you know, cast the horse into the sea, that we have uh, the horse in the negative light, that the revelation of this nullification of subjugating and 
um, transforming negativity, um, that we can transform this uh, horse to positivity, which is um, just like we see that everything has opposites. For example, Avraham, we have chesed of holiness and chesed of unholiness. We have Avraham Avinu. And from him came Ishmael, which was chesed of unholiness. So um, now we have a concept here of meditation in the Orient Self uh, with Bittal. And through that, we actually transform the any attribute from the negative attribute to the positive attribute. Um, and similarly, by way of analogy, we have, it's possible to have two opposites exist at once, at least in the realm of thought, because in the realm of thought, we can have two opposite ideas in our thoughts that are uh, completely opposite each other, but they can exist in the same, I guess, stream of thought. New paragraph, Vizehu. And this is what it means, that we draw down this idea of salvation um, and for that we use this our garments and the horse, so to speak, um, for holiness. And uh, we transform the whole situation. As our sages say that in the future, the tzaddikim will say kadosh. What is the idea of kadosh? Kadosh is drawing down the holiness um, into the vav, the letter vav, which refers to hamshacha, drawing down. And in the future time to come, we'll have all, all this hamshachais from um, that were drawn down from above to below, that now will be elevated from below to above, that even the holy angels will actually receive influence from the world, from down below to above. And behold, this, uh, I guess, hamshacha of God's infinite or in self um, is on this level that that the Jews started to receive the Torah on Mount Sinai at Matan Torah. And, but it happened slowly, slowly, because they're afraid that it'd be too much of a godly revelation to receive it all at once, because otherwise the Jewish people would just pass out and not be able to receive the godly revelation. But with regards to the Purim story, the Kibel Hayhudim, the idea of Kabbalah receiving, means they received it all at once. Um, and so that shows an advantage of the Purim story, even over the receiving the initial uh, uh, receiving the Torah Mount Sinai. And the whole idea is the Vikibel Hayahudim that the Jews received the Torah. What is the idea of Yehudim? A Yehuda, a Jew, comes from the word um, offering thanks and recognition, acknowledgement, and blessing. So, so Haida actually is not 
um, is not the idea of revelation on its in its own right, um, but because God's infinite orient self is so beyond revelation, it can't really be revealed in the typical sense um, because it can't even be grasped. Um, but you can still haida, you can still have a general acknowledgement of that. Um, and through nullifying ourselves, we can actually grasp to a certain extent this uh, great level of godliness. And then the Jewish people will merit the great nullification, the great bittel, through their mysterious nefesh and making Kiddush Hashem, they reach this level. And it's important to note that the Jewish people, technically, if they wanted to uh, convert um, and disavow their Jewishness and convert to another religion, technically Haman would have no problem with that. And they wouldn't be included in this... Uh, decree to be to be annihilated but instead all the jewish people are steadfast in their resolve to do whatever it takes and to remain as jews and not um, um and even risk their lives to stay jewish um, despite the fact that they were at risk of annihilation and through this mysterious nefesh that's what caused them to merit uh, having that uh, merit to receive the Torah in full actuality, which was drawn, which was able to make it possible that God's that the most infinite, uh, essential level of God, which is called the Orient Self, is able to be drawn down here in this world, mamish in actuality, practically. Have a wonderful day. <laughs>